0: Hi, my name is Ella, and welcome to my podcast, Budget Babe, where we talk about living your best life without breaking your bank. I am so excited that you have decided to join me on today's podcast episode of Budget Babe. Today, we explore the basics of self-worth and how it ultimately affects your net worth I want to start out by giving a shout out to my friends at BNI Nashville. This business network organization is designed to help entrepreneurs network with one another and help each other get more business. My friend Liz Gatlin, who owns Southern Athena in Nashville, invited me to join the meeting as a guest to promote this podcast and personal finance coaching that I offer. Thank you guys so much, and I look forward to networking with you all more in the near future. Before we get started into the topic of self-worth, I have another friendly PSA slash observation. If you are a frugal shopper like myself, now may be the time to purchase any necessary, and I mean necessary clothing items. I was at Marshall's this weekend where I got a business outfit for $25, a philosophy houndstooth skirt for $12, and a Vince Camuto top for $10. So after you got in tax, that totals around $25. Remember, I always overestimate my spending. I also scored a pair of polarized sunglasses at Kohl's for $7. It's non name brand, but it's in the Jackie O style that I love. Most name brand polarized sunglasses can be around $100 or even more than that. But I'm not into labels, I'm into quality. And all three items that i bought this weekend will get plenty of wear and be worth the forty dollars and under that i spent upon it so clearance section in many stores such as target are very extensive and if you have some extra cash on hand i suggest going shopping and right now it's around august the 11th 2020 so now is a great time to get the clothing items even fall clothing is on sale as always have the discipline to buy just what you need or really want, and never buy something just because it's on sale. All right, so now let's get into today's topic. In this episode, we talk about money and building self-worth. My strong belief is that building net worth has to come from a strong place of self-worth. Many of you listening already have a grasp on self-worth so this episode will be affirmative and help you continue to grow and understand your journey. If you do struggle with self-worth, and we all have at some point in our lives, you're definitely not alone. I'm really glad you chose to give this podcast a listen. We live in a society that does not promote self-worth. Among many messages built into advertising to get you to buy their stuff in hopes that you'll obtain self-worth through them, or you may interact with people every day in whom I call energy vampires, who put their self worth into superficial, ex- superficial aspects, external factors, and therefore may try to suck the happiness out of you to temporarily feel better. At some point in our lives, we may have even subconsciously been an energy vampire ourselves. Now more than ever, it is time to claim your self worth. Start investing in yourself and set the necessary boundaries and be the person who encourages, builds other people up in order to live peacefully, experience overall happiness, and be a savvy manager of your budget. So to elaborate on self-worth, let's go through a few traits that people often misconceive as having self-worth, but indeed reflect a lack of self-worth. So first trait, having self-worth will not result in being conceited or arrogant. In fact, many that have a superior complex over others or always have to prove themselves to others do this because on the inside, they feel like they lack the traits that they want to have. Self-worth is having the confidence and respect for yourself and where you don't have to talk yourself up or live up to others' expectations. It doesn't help that we currently live in a world where on social media, we tend to show our highlight reel to others, the best moments of our life, and the best photos of us. We feel like people should look and acknowledge and see us living the best life and looking our best. First of all, there's nothing wrong with sharing your life with others. However, don't let that be an addiction or a concept in which you feel like you have to justify your life and decisions to other people. And also... Make sure you're paying more attention to your life than you are anyone else's. Something I suggest you do every morning is to find gratitude in everything that you currently have. Limit your exposure to social media or situations where you find yourself comparing to others. Let me tell you, there is absolutely no winning in comparisons. So don't even start. I have this app on my phone called Presently where I list what I'm grateful for each day, I get a notification prompting me to list what I'm grateful for and often see an inspirational quote at the bottom from somebody famous. Yesterday's quote was from Oprah Winfrey. I don't remember the exact quote, but it's always great to start or end your day with a quote for gratitude. I also suggest finding a daily gratitude book or starting a gratitude journal. If you are not doing this already, you will begin to be amazed at how your overall mindset affects your daily life. So beginning with gratitude is the best way, hands down, to begin your day. Now let's talk about example number two of a trait that does not embody self-worth. Self-worth is never contingent upon external factors such as approval from others, relationships, your title, or your bank account. Many people think that once they have something they've always wanted, such as a romantic partner, A promotion um, a certain salary or have taken a trip they've always wanted to take that's instagram worthy by the way that this is going to bring them happiness now these factors may make you happy temporarily but just like self-worth happiness has to be a choice that you make for yourself practicing gratitude each day can help with this and if you are still struggling to find joy in life there are people who always feel like they're in a tunnel that they don't see the light at the end of so If you are one of those people, if you're experiencing depression, it is very commendable that you seek help through counseling when that light doesn't show. Making a decision to change your life and seeking external help on that factor is going to be the best decision you ever make. And yes, it does take courage, but you will be glad you did this. Another personality trait that many believe is encompassed by self-worth that actually comes from the opposite is selfishness. And this can get tricky because in many situations, it's totally okay to put yourself first. One situation could be you're around someone who's constantly complaining to you, just never says anything positive, completely negative, and they complain about somebody else or a situation that won't matter in a few years, may not matter in a few weeks, may not matter in a few days or a few hours, but they want to complain about it. That case, you set the boundaries saying that you don't want to continue this conversation right out, You have to protect your energy, um, or you can just change the subject, but you do not have to participate in any negative conversation if it's not constructive to you whatsoever or aligned with your goals. You also may have an acquaintance who only calls you when it benefits them, an ex, a friend that wants wants you to help them to get into some kind of opportunity or go out with you because they have no one else to hang out with. If you've got friends like that, block their number. There's no explanation needed. And those traits are what putting yourself first looks like, and that does demonstrate self worth. So, on the other hand, we've all been in situations around people who might make every conversation about themselves, or they may want to tell you everything about themselves and talk about their life, but may not be able to recall anything about you. Now, that self absorbed behavior comes from a place of insecurity and neediness. I know. I've been on dates before where the guys always try to compete with me or want up me. Nothing I say ever impresses them, and they talk about themselves the entire time, and it is so exhausting. Or if you have one-way friendships where the other person may use you as a confidant, but doesn't doesn't in return want to be a friend to you. there's the old saying, "Never cross puddles for someone who won't. Never cross a river for someone who won't jump a puddle for you." Keep that phrase in mind when it comes to the people in your life. Now, when you meet friends who do have the same goals that align with yours or live a life that you look up to, you're going to find that those conversations become a two-way support system. It is imperative to find a circle of friends who have the same strong goals, healthy boundaries, high standards, and self-worth that you do. In your life journey, the people in your circle definitely influence your behavior. If you feel like you are not attracting those high vibe individuals, it may be time to do some inner work and find ways to connect with those who better resemble you. Again, if you need to dive deeper into this part of your journey, I am 100% in favor of finding professional counseling. All right, so we have covered some common traits that are not embodied by self-worth. Now let's talk about the traits that do come from having self-worth, and then talk about how that self-worth is going to affect your relationship with money. The first trait in building self-worth is self-awareness. Now, self-worth is often confused as simply confidence and self-esteem, but to have true self-esteem and true self-love, you have to have self-worth by knowing who you are and how your emotional intelligence impacts others. If anyone is listening that is a fan of The Office, U.S. version, I feel like I have to specify that, but if you're a fan of The Office, you know that Michael Scott appeared self-confident. He thought he had some close relationships with the staff, yet he also had questionable effectiveness as a manager and didn't get the respect that a manager should have from their team. The main trajectory around his character, and the humor brought upon his show, is that he lacked self-awareness. This resulted in HR complaints against him, staff not wanting to listen to him, and he even had a super toxic relationship with Jan, his supervisor. If you haven't seen the show, well, I'm guessing you already have, but it is an amazing quarantine show, regardless, and it's currently on Netflix. Going back to it, someone who is self-aware, along with possessing integrity, which is another important factor of self-worth, integrity. Someone with integrity and is self-aware, they're going to have the ability to make a positive impact and be more effective in their work and the goals that they have. They also have a purpose that benefits others alongside them, not just themselves. So with integrity, you should have always have the confidence to do what is overall right and not selfish seeking. Having integrity will build trust of others around you and allow you to be an instrumental part of a winning team. If you want to be a successful business owner, sales representative, a teacher, or land the dream job, you will gain a loyal following, a lot of respect, and obtain the desired results when you practice integrity. The next important trait, I touched on this, but I'll elaborate, is having a purpose. And that purpose has to be for a goal, that is greater than just yourself. So when setting a goal or going after something you want, how does this purpose benefit you and others around you? You will have more drive to achieve this when it's not only for you but for the greater good. When trying to sell your product, how does this benefit the individual you're selling it to? How does the topic you're talking about benefit your listeners? If you land this job, what will you do for the company? For your boss and if you get elected to the office you're running for what will you do for the people you represent the first step in managing and earning your money has to has to has to come from a place of integrity and if not this will be picked up upon by your customer base and the people that are around you and your purpose will become depleted If you're looking for an excellent book, by the way, on being effective from a place of self-worth, I highly recommend an oldie but goodie. Actually, it's a fantastic book, and it's called Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. In this book, he illustrates on how to ethically obtain your goals in life, manage your time wisely, and relate to others. The company I work for even had us read this book, then do workshops and presentations on each habit and how we apply it to our everyday life. This in return sharpened our selling skills and our interpersonal skills and the goal setting skills. So what stood out to me as it's going to pertain to this episode, which I may quote this book throughout in more episodes than there's this, but in this episode, Covey discusses having an emotional bank account. He refers to human relationships in terms of an emotional balance. He suggests going into each conversation with a win win mindset. What a win win mindset looks like is when you have a mutual intention to treat one another with kindness and respect. In this, you are actually making deposits into your emotional bank. On the other hand, when you take an egotistical or authoritative approach to a situation, it's a win lose result. You may be winning but the person you're conversing with is losing. Being a pushover to someone else, you're losing and the other person is winning. And then when you butt heads completely and don't have any mutual respect for each other, well, that's obviously a lose-lose situation. So when going into any form of relationship or conversation, you obviously want the win-win situation. A way to obtain that win-win situation is to seek to understand the person and their goals first and then position what you are trying to get across to them. A sentence to sum this up is, listen to understand and not to reply. Don't we wish our politicians did this? This is something to keep in mind with any conversation before, re- dis- before you pitch, discuss your thoughts. In other terms, you're going to be more effective when you go to a money-based goal, such as negotiating, selling your product, getting the best deal, and seeing if it is a great fit for your client or going for the job that you truly want when you listen more and you understand what the other person is trying to get and then conversing with them and aligning your goals with theirs for a recap self-worth means having self-awareness integrity emotional intelligence and what we will cover next is the confidence to set boundaries many believe confidence and self-worth are the same but the two of these work together and true confidence is a symptom of self-worth self-worth is therefore gonna give you confidence to set boundaries. And this is gonna be really important in your budget. So setting boundaries will either eliminate a relationship or setting boundaries can strengthen a relationship. Either way, this was for your benefit. Setting boundaries takes practice sometimes. Getting comfortable saying no to something that is not in line with the person you want to be or the goal you want to achieve is going to make your life better. So the confidence to say say no is something you must possess. A lack of boundaries will withdraw and eventually deplete your emotional bank account. Let me tell you about a boundary I had to set about three years ago. So to focus on optimal health, personal growth, and less time recovering the next day, I announced to everyone in my circle that I was cutting back on my alcohol, alcohol consumption. To this day, I still aim to consume two or fewer drinks per week. Some weeks, I don't even drink at all. This comes from someone who affectionately refers to herself as a wino and a craft beer lover. When I initially set the standard for myself to reduce alcohol consumption, aka not drinking to alter my mood, I did notice a few people in my life pulling away, while I also faced getting teased for not drinking so much. The weight of peer pressure also felt heavier upon me when I was in a situation where other people were drinking. Saying no and going home, however, did not please the crowd I was with, but I did get to go to bed in a timely manner and sleep peacefully knowing that I made the best decision for me. I have also grown a stronger appreciation for my friends who were in my life while I acted carelessly in my 20s that are still my friends today I won't cringe when I drink a LaCroix instead of taking shots. To relate this conversation to money, I'm gonna tell you that this is going to, that when you start eliminating plans, costs, trips that require you to spend beyond your budget or prioritize working extra instead of going out, you're most likely gonna get pushback from others. People are gonna ask you questions such as, oh, do you really think it's possible to live debt free? Oh wow, you really are cutting back to save on that house. Oh, why didn't you just get the SUV instead? It was only $15,000 more. You know, you need to get the new iPhone so we can FaceTime more. Why didn't you get that TV? Oh, and here's my personal favorite. Oh, do you ever take a break from work? Side note, I personally found joy in working, and I do that, that's why I put more time behind it. I like to be productive, it makes me happy. So when faced with these questions, you need to let the other person know that they don't have to understand your journey, but you're doing something that's better for you and that makes you happy and you would appreciate their support. That response from them is going to be a litmus test on whether you want to invest more into that relationship around this person or not. When taking a step in your life to be smarter with money, make an intention to surround yourself with other people with the same goals as you. If you can't think of anyone, look to network. You can find similar people with the same interests as you in meetup groups, business referral groups, church groups, um, working out at the gym because they're getting those fitness goals, or even network with friends online. For example, I am so blown away by the support I've received from other financial bloggers and influencers when I announced my podcast. I also got amazing support from people in Nashville who are listening to my podcast. So... Let me wrap up this message behind self-worth and money. When it comes to your money, you need to make sure it is either going to be a cause for the greater good, benefiting you or someone you care about, and also remember that any positive change that you make in your life, you're going to face some adversity. With the ability to set boundaries and seek mutual respect, just remember that setting boundaries, having integrity, and knowing your purposes around money is going to set you up on a clear path to financial freedom and building your wealth. If you have any questions for me, would like to communicate to me, or would like to provide feedback, my email is ellaconomic, one word, at gmail.com. That is E-L-L-A-C-O-N-O-M-I-C at gmail.com, or follow me on Instagram, one word, ellaconomic. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I look forward to catching up next week.